I'm André Villas Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, future is lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season 10, episode 37. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. And I'm Chris. And it's the end of the season. What a season it has been. Eh? I mean, that it, it's been such a memorable season, but instantly forgettable. For all right, memorable for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know what? Like, I, neither of you two have had children, but it, it feels like that. Like, you get excited in the first three months, and then in the middle three months, are like, oh, you sort of, this is it. The last three months, you're like, I just want it over. And then by the end, you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm glad it's over, but I'm bloody exhausted. And oh my god, it, 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 oh, let's get into it. Um, before we're going to do a big end of season review, um, but let's quickly talk about today's game, which stories win four <laughs> two at Leicester, which is funny is this amazing because we've completely screwed them over for the top four, which is just brilliant. Um, Bale on the score sheet again with another couple of goals. Like, what, what, what did you make of the game, first of all? Funnily enough, before the game, I was on a sort of pre-match chat with the Pradley Whites and everyone was all like, you know, oh, we're never going to manage. And I was like, this is exactly the game that we're going to do something in. Like, we absolutely make a mess of it, you know, against Villa, right? And, you know, all the fans are there having a terrible time. And today will be the day that we pull it out of the bag. There was a bit of a moment where you thought, oh, God, this isn't going to go very well. And then suddenly they just picked, just picked up. You've got to give Mason credit for those um, for the substitutions that change the game. I thought Gareth Bale looked absolute class. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw um, I saw a, a stat about how many goals he scored and in how many minutes. Let me just find it here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it just goes to show the sort of the measure of the man. All right. So look, pa- Goals this season, Bale scored 11, right? Yeah. Mane scored 11, Rashford scored 11, Aubameyang scored 10, Sterling 10, Cavani 10. Mm. Minutes, Rashford 2,927, Mane 2,812, Aubameyang 2,336, Sterling 2,336, Cavani 1,367, all right? Bale, 925, Mm. and he scored 11 goals. Yeah. You can't, you know, like you can't underestimate what difference that's made. It just made, you know, I know it's like, you know, ifs and buts, candy and nuts and all the rest of it. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, think about if we played him earlier and, you know, if he'd been playing more consistently. Yeah. So it's so frustrating, isn't it? Like, it because really it's is. like, he's pretty, he, you hear those stats and you're like, surely it's a no brainer to keep him once you've spoken about a lot. But it's like, he just haven't played. And you're like, but, what What could the season have been like if he had played? It's just, it's so frustrating. Mate, we said at the beginning, it would, we said this right from the beginning, it would take him time, bring him in for, to, for him to be influential at the end of the season. And he sort of has, it's just Spurs haven't been there with, with him. He's done exactly what we said he would do. What 34 games, 20 starts, 20 goals in all competitions. You can't argue with those numbers. You can't argue with them. What a player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Leicester, Vardy diving. That second penalty was never a penalty. It, Old Verald was an idiot for the first one. Uh, Jack, I'm not sure you've seen it, but he he, mm-hmm. he does that thing where he gets turned and he puts his leg back to try and block the ball in the penalty but box. He also fell over his foot, though, deliberately. He did. He deliberately so I mean, did. it was a penalty because he did stick his leg out. Yeah. But he made a meal of that as well. Oh, he's oh, he such, a, he's such an odious shit, isn't he? 
he is. Like, <laughs> I, I always have a bell end 11 in my head. Schmeichel is always the keeper of it because he always tries to hurt the opposition player. Like, mm. it, it re- I mean, you saw that in the own goal. He, he punched Sanchez. Like, he, yeah. he went to hit him. And it, because of that, he ended up scoring an own goal. Bale's goal was brilliant. The last goal was absolutely brilliant. He ran in a straight line, straight through the heart of the left of the fence. Kane's movement made the goal. Yeah. Uh, love Bale for that. Um, Vard, the second one, hit the penalty was just a dive. He pulled his arm around him and then went over. It was, yeah. it was awful. Sanchez gave him both. Alderweireld and Sanchez gave the opportunity. Um, but all both throughout the game, I said this, it, it, it sounds quite vitriolic, doesn't it? You're like, I just want, I want to hurt other people. I want to hurt Chelsea. I want to hurt Arsenal. And it's, do you give Chelsea top four to finish above Arsenal? Or do you, like, do you not mind finishing below Arsenal, but give Leicester top four? I don't know. But I, when think finish, I had all those thoughts, though, in the game. Sorry, Jack, one sec on that point. I had all those thoughts beforehand. But once the game yeah. started, I was like, don't give a shit. I just want to win. That's it. Yeah. And when it finished, I yeah. was like, this is what I wanted. Exactly. You're always going to want Spurs to win. Like, that's the number one. And it's like, yeah. if we don't win and then other stuff happens because of it, it's like, cool, that's a bonus. But like, I can't, I can't really think of too many scenarios where you'd be like, I'd want us to lose. Like today definitely wasn't a situation where I'd ever there want us to lose. Years ago where if we beat Man United on the last yeah. day, Arsenal. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Les Ferdinand scored that yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like a time like that's probably like really the only occasion where it's like you've got absolutely nothing riding on it whatsoever. And they're gonna win the league as a Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, it's a lot different, isn't it? But there's a picture already going around Twitter with someone with a St Totteringham's Day, twenty third of May. That and at half time during the Arsenal game and they were loving it. But I tell you what is funny, like people do not remember that they finished above us twenty seasons in a row. Up until six years ago. Like Jack, you always talk about it how you grew up with Arsenal finishing above Spurs every game. I'd Every celebrate game. a draw. I used to, honestly, I used to go in and give Arsenal fans stick if we got a draw against them. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, if I think all the happened, things that have happened to me in my life in the last six years, it's crazy. And Arsenal haven't finished above us in that time. It's, mm. it's hilarious. Yeah. Mm. It's funny, though, because that it comes back to, sort of, to bring it back to what how important our decision, the decision that we're going to make now about the new manager. Mm. Because in the mid-90s, we were basically the same as Arsenal, yeah, right? Yeah. We were pretty much, you know, like there or thereabouts, whatever. And then they made that appointment of Wenger and it took them off in a completely different direction to us. And this, you know, I'm continue to say it and people say to me, well, with the current board and the current recruitment and all the rest of it, we're not, you know, we're not going to do that. But I just, there's still a part of me that thinks we make the right appointment and we'll, we'll go off in the right direction. Well, this 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 argument really interests me, right? Because uh, we talk about all this, but if you have a look at our performance over the last few years, you go, well, we've reached Champions League final, the League Cup final, many FA Cup semi-finals, and there's a point where I go, well, what's Kane done in all of those games? Yeah, nothing really, like frankly speaking. I know he's <laughs> it's a bit harsh considering he's just one golden boot and uh, assist maker, but th- there's a point where the players have to take some responsibility and yeah. that, you know, but anyway, anyway, I, I'm glad the season's over. We'll talk about the Villa. There's something specific I want to talk about during the awards with the Villa thing, but that was a, a mess, but I'm glad yeah. we won. And it, it means that we're going to be planning the Europa conference next year as well. well which I just, is, uh... is, is there a chance we'll play Bala? So Bala are my 
Welsh, the Cymru League team, the Lake Boys, they're my Welsh team. Like it's wonderfully almost amateur. Like it, it's very small. <laughs> it's also got the best trophy, the Cymru Premier League. If you have a look at it, it's it's big. It's one of the big trophies. And it's got two dragons as the handles. Like it, nice. it looks great. It's really, nice. really over the top. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, we'd probably send out a you know a youth team or something into that competition and actually kind of get a proper sense of those players in real game situations. Yeah, you know, you would you would hope, but you know, Kane will be turning out for Aberdeen away in the quarterfinal. (laughs) But a city in it as well, or you just go well, you go Dane Scarlett, Sesson Young, Rodon, Alfie Devine. Uh, Jack Clark like the, I'm really excited by seeing the youth oh, that's why I always want the Europa League to be just the youth I'm really excited to watch Man United I'm really annoyed that it's Man United and the way we went out of it so I'm all about the Europa League at the final stage but I'm, I can't wait to see the kids play I can't wait to see the kids play it's going to be brilliant Yeah. I, I don't care if they lose it's just this is the future and it's way more interesting than what <laughs> what else is going on but that's what we've been saying, haven't we? Like, you know, whatever whatever does happen in the summer, you think that this will be a fresh start now. Um, so there is a lot. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to next season now. I don't know if that's just because this has been so bad. There's like, can't get any worse. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Mate, we've just got three more points than last season. <laughs> how, how mad is that? Is that, it, is that right? 59 versus 62. God. I almost can't believe that. And last season we lost seven two to Bayern Munich, and that that there were some pretty bad moments last season. That last right? season wasn't that the season before, wasn't it? I think okay. it was last. I think it was last. And this was Jose's oh, first team twenty. That's right yeah. because we had Poch was at the beginning of last season, wasn't he? How strange it is it? Long. It, How strange because is that? It was, because of that stop, that gap with COVID, it all feels like. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. That feels anyway, so weird that Potts right. was our manager last season. That just well, I was like the boundaries are so weird. So I was looking up goal of the season, just revising, yeah. and I I thought, oh, in Dumbale versus Villa, you know that amazing outside of the boot sort of half volley thing, whatever he did. That was last season, I think, because it was in last season's kit. Was it? That was against Sheffield yeah. United, wasn't it? See. That's yeah. how my revision is. That's what I did do one of my GCSEs. Um, let's um, let's do the end of season awards. Um, yes, this so... is my favourite moment of the year. <laughs> let's, let's well, start. I've never experienced it before, so I'm re- I am very much looking forward to it because ASD has been excited for about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start with what who your player of the of the season is going to be. So ASD, why don't, why don't you cook us off with that one? Well, I've got four nominations. I thought you were going to say I've got I've got sixteen. He's going to read through <laughs> Definitely all not. <laughs> Definitely not. Son's in there just because he's in the top ten Premier League scorers of all time at of all time of this season. The first half of the season he was electric. He hasn't done much in recent weeks, so he has to be there. Um, my other one is Bale. I mean, he, he's been so important for us. He's been absolutely incredible for us. And for what he like, he was strangled of air, really starved of oxygen. And then when he's come in, he's just done a brilliant job. And I feel he's just happy. And you see what he's done with the Welsh Mafia stuff and how he's, like, Rodon has obviously been part, he's brought that on. I, I love that about him. Uh, my second nomination, like, my second best one is Kane, uh, for obvious reasons. I still feel he limits our play in some way, but we'll come back to him. My player of the season, though, is Hoiberg. 
I think he's been absolutely brilliant for what we need him to do. But it's not just that. He's played more minutes than anyone else. Well, more, he's played more games. I think Hugo played more minutes, but he's played more games than anyone else. Um, 50 games. He's, he's made three amazing assists. He had what we'll come and talk to earlier, but he start. What, do you remember when he came in and everyone was saying he can't pass? And then he he did that assist for United. Maria, yeah, yeah, yeah. United game, yeah. and he did he did one against West Brom as well, where he literally took out five players to get it through to Kane. He's got it in his locker, but he's you can see he's a leader, you can see he's a captain. And quotes from Kane this week, and where he's come out and said about how there haven't been enough leaders on the pitch. Well, there's one, and he's a young man. And you heard there was a really good thing from. Uh, Reg, Reggie at the beginning of the season not when he was talking about how he was welcomed into the club and he, he I remember it really clearly he said Hoiberg texted him he was the first yeah. person to text him saying welcome to the club you're needed these are the things we need you to do these are the people to speak to and just gave, gave him a briefing like someone else should have done I think he's been like there's been games where he hasn't been as good but I think you know he's part of the team that wasn't very good I think he's been really really good leadership material for us so that's my Hoiberg is my player of the season okay interesting um Chris how about you what are your what are your thoughts on that player well, of the year I mean I haven't um come up with a short list <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a form but that's good and you know and I I hear everything that ASD's just said and I think Hoiberg gets special mention for sure but I think you I I cannot believe that Harry Kane didn't get player of the season for the football writers or whoever it was and that Ruben Diaz got it in the week because I wow. think yeah, yeah did you not see yeah, it was yeah, writers, yeah, it? Yeah. I think you know if you look at somebody who's the golden boot winner and has the most assists in a team that finishes seventh come on Mm. he's got to be he's got to be our player of the season he's got to be our player of the season he and was I've also been... the first player to be top of the goals and the assists since in the Premier League since 93-94 so it's like that's yeah. incredible well there you go well there you go and who was it who was it in 93-94 do you know couldn't tell you that no well they'll find out for us so yeah I just think I don't think it could be anybody else and I and I genuinely hope and I'm sure we'll come on to this that it's not the last time he wins the golden boot in a lily white shirt yeah. um I agree with you Chris like I just can't see beyond Kane um I look you know I thought about Sun potentially but over the course of the season he's played in patches isn't he? he was like he's brilliant at the start and then he went quite a few games and then he there was a bit of a um renaissance and then he's dipped again so I think just what we've got out of Kane pretty much every week throughout the whole season is just the guy is world class. He's the best centre forward in the world. He's the best player that's ever played for Tottenham. Like it is just he's on another level. So it's Kane for me as well. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, obviously it's Kane. I just I needed something else. Lewandowski's just scored 41 goals in a in a league season. Haaland's just scored 40 goals in a league season. So I I think there's competition. But I mean, Lewandowski is peaking and he's right at the end of his career though. I still think with Kane, if you put him up top at Bayern, he, outsc- he would outscore Lewandowski. It's like, that's the thing. If he does end up at City, get your money on him scoring 40 goals in a season, like in the league, because he buys that good. Um, that's player of the season. How about goal of the season? What have you both got for that? Uh, Stay. What, what, what's your what's your shortlist? Uh, yeah, I've got a shortlist. Um, Sun versus Arsenal is my number one, because... That that was amazing because you could just see as soon as he picked up, you knew exactly what was going to happen and there was nothing they could do with it. Plus, there were people back for it. I think you were there, Chris, right? Yeah. And what what a game. I've got Davis against Stoke. 
Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. We were. It was one-one. Oh, yeah. Quite late, he picks up the ball to make it 2-1 quite late in the game, outside the box, left foot, bottom left-hand corner. Important goal for someone who doesn't shoot that often. The, the other one I had was Bale versus Palace, which was Bale taking the ball outside of the left foot, curling into Reggie's, like, across the pitch to Reggie. Reggie over to Kane, who wins a header, back across the goal, and Bale gets in front of the man, heads in. I just loved the movement of... Bale picking exactly the right pass, executing it well. Reggie picking a pass from the left, which we haven't had for a while. Kane strong, assisting properly, and Bale showing desire to win it. There's lots of bits in it. That made and it really the, and the fact with, with Bale at the end there was he just arrived in the right place and it was That's just it. like, didn't even have to try. He was just there. It was just like, pop. That's and it. it's the sort That's of thing it. like my dad, who doesn't know, who watches a lot of football but hasn't really played and whatever, he thinks that headers are easy. And it's like, yeah. no, not easy. You've got to arrive at the right time. You've got to do all of that stuff. So, yeah, I, I hear you, ASD. Um, Chris, how about you? What did you have for what did you have for goals? Which is actually, yeah, but which is actually ASD's goal of the season? Oh, Sun, surely. Oh, Sun, 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 Sun. Right, well, much to ASD's dismay, I'm sure, mm. I'm going to pick... Um, Lamella's Rabona against against the Arsenal. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ASD. Listen, as much as as much as Lamella frustrates me, right? Yeah. You cannot underestimate. Like I can barely do that while I'm standing still, yeah. and the yeah. ball's still, and I can just about get the ball from under my feet, and it might dribble a few yards, right? So it was it was a love. I mean, if we'd won that game, it would be even better. But I do think that that kind of audacity and it pays off. You you know I think I thought it was banging. It was good for, and it's good fun. That's the other it thing. Lamella frustrates the hell out of me, and then I think, what am I saying? Because actually, yeah. that's part of the stuff that I love is just that just some silliness that pays off. So as yeah, Lamella for me. As much as it irritates me, it irritated Arsenal fans even more. Despite yeah. winning, they were irritated. Exactly. <laughs> really irritated. So that's got something. That's got a lot going for it as well, hasn't it? Yeah. I I normally the first Rabona goal that Lamella scored all those years ago, I hated it because. Asteras Tripoli is that? Yeah, it was the Europa League game, wasn't it? I hated yeah. that first one because I was like, you could easily just whip that with your right foot. But the one that he got against Arsenal this season was one of the most extraordinary goals I've ever seen. Yeah. So for me, it's between... Uh, I've got quite a few for this one. There's that one. There's Hoiberg at home to Liverpool. Yeah. Purely because that is the hardest, in my opinion, it's the hardest technique with the ball coming across your body mm. to cut it at an angle. Um, that was a really, really brilliant strike. Sun against Arsenal for obvious reasons. And I loved Kane's goal against Crystal Palace where it gets set back to him and he bends it in the top corner. It was at home, we beat him 4-1. And it's just like, it was a lovely team goal. And it was like, he was about 20, 25 yards out. And it, it just looked effortless the way he whipped it in the top corner. It was just a brilliant, brilliant goal. But there was one, do you remember Bale against Southampton, where he similarly sort of, it's like a golf shot where he wedges it and he curls it into the top left-hand corner through three players. And it reminded me of, Baggio free kicks. Do you remember the old flash game on the computer? So good. Brilliant, so but it good. doesn't work now. But it, 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 I loved that game. And it's like he just got it perfect. Like there was no other. And you could just see years of experience at the top level doing that. There's no other player could do that. But the one that I gets can't. my vote, like I can't not give it to Sun for the goal oh. against Arsenal. Like I just, I can't not give him that goal. 
So I think that's two to one for Sonny that he gets that one. Special mention to Lamella. Yeah, special mention to Lamella. Um, what about game of the season? There's not many to pick from. <laughs> You've got to go back to yeah. the start. Okay, well, my runner-up is probably, the, obviously, this, the 1-6 against Manchester United. Yeah. Because, you know, scoring six games at Old Trafford, regardless of whatever the context, magic. But for me, the game of the season was 2-0 against against, against the Gooners in December. Uh, I was there. <laughs> you know, that goal you've just been talking about, I saved it for this game. Because actually, uh, yeah. because I was in the, in the South Stand and it was up the other end. But like exactly as you said, ASD, as soon as he picked it up, you could see what was happening. And just the trajectory of the ball. I was just at the right, le- just at the right height of how it just, just oh, it, was, it was beautiful. So for me, that's oh, the game of the season for sure. The, for sure. the second goal was amazing as well. Because yes. I remember on the commentary, Gary and I were going, uh-oh. Like, yeah. And it was, the whole chat was about how, like we were, it was Sun versus Kane. We were playing on the break, and suddenly it just happened again. And it was Lacelso breaking with Sun and Kane on the side. And when he when he gave Kane the ball, there was still a defender in front of him. And you're like, oh, what what's he gonna do? Oh, he's gonna smash it into the roof of the net with his left foot. Like it was amazing. And then we we did nothing. We just let them cross the ball in. That was really funny. And that was just a funny game because they were so frustrated. Because that was a game where they thought they were better than us. But we didn't need to do anything to win it. You know, it was one of those. Uh, I Man United 1-6 was, I think, just my favourite. My my favourite. After going 1-0 down straight away, you were like, oh, no, not again. And then it just got funnier. like Because we were, was it 3-1 up before the red card? Or was it 2-1 up? Because 2-1 maybe. Maybe 2-1 up, yeah. 2-1 then, maybe, yeah. But then that was it. The 3-1 goal was the Kane one where... We robbed the ball and then Sun gave it to Kane and he finished it really well. And then the penalty right at the end, it was just funny. And Aurea yeah. getting on the score, it was just funny. Yeah. And you could, I think it was 5 1 at half time, or was it 4 1 at half time? Yeah, never been yeah. The 3 0 versus Leeds, because, you know, Leeds, everyone was all about Leeds. Leeds are so energetic and we just really put them in their place. I thought that was really good. Um, my favourite one was the 2 0 versus City, because we didn't deserve to win that game, but Sun scored an amazing one on one goal. Lissalso came on and pretty much with his first touch. Um, scored and we didn't do anything else but all the all the you know opted tweets have been City have done this since losing to Spurs like I think mm. it was just a real marker for us and we didn't do much after that I thought it was just a great game and it we thought oh, Mourinho's finally got it and so it was a it was a nice one for our manager but uh, that didn't last very long <laughs> I think my ones it, for me it's between the 2-0 at home against Woolwich and the 6-1 at United and it's like I just for the for the reasons that you know, scoring six at Old Trafford is just like it is unheard of. It like, happen. like, is it only us and City have ever done it? Like, it just doesn't well, happen. It's not that long ago since we had never won at Old Trafford in a billion years mm. since the AVB game, and it's really not that long ago. And mm. this is still the team that finished second in the league. You know, it's it's a good team. So I think I think for me the United one slightly shaved the Arsenal one this season just because it was such an emphatic win. And also at the time, it was Jose going back as well, which did make it a little bit, at the time, yeah. did make it a little bit sweeter as well, because he was just sat there with that smug look on his face at like 5-1. It was just like, I've done, I've done it. I've come back and I've, I've beaten my old bosses. So that one, that one, I would say, just gets it for me, which means we've got we've got a tie then, haven't we? If I've gone United, ASD, you've gone City, and Chris, you've gone... Arsenal. Yeah. So that one's that yeah. one's a tie unless anyone wants to budge. Uh, Jack deciding uh, vote. 
Um, all right, well, it's my one then. It's the United game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how about how about moment of the season? Has there been like a, a specific part or it doesn't have to necessarily be a result or a goal or anything like that? Has there just been something that you're like, yep, that, that's my moment of the season? Getting rid of Mourinho. I've got to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to ask that, or maybe I did. But you know, for me, it's like that's the thing that hopefully is going to change our uh, our fortunes. Mm. Well, my moment yeah. of the season hasn't happened yet because it's Kane coming out and saying he's staying, and that's, yeah, that's still got to happen. So happen. Mourinho go in the penalty win versus Chelsea. That was amazing. Oh yeah, that's a good shout. That was that, oh, yeah. that going in was brilliant. It's like they're missing. Happen. But the moment has to be Bale signing that night on Twitter when that video came on with him with his back to us, that top knot, watching his greatest goals. You just thought Bale, I'm getting goosebumps, Bale is back at Tottenham Hotspur and we've got Kane, Son, Bale, Delhi, Ndombele, Reggie, Hoiberg. We're going to do something this season. Just all those mixed memories of what has been versus what's going to be. He's come home. He loves Tottenham Hotspur. He's happy. Wales Golf Madrid. It was just brilliant. It was just brilliant. It, it has to be. If I could have two votes, it would be Bale coming home because of how happy it made you. It just, it just made you feel good inside. Chris, how about you? Mourinho going for Mourinho. sure. Oh yeah, Mourinho going. Yeah, yeah. I think for the 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 one for me, and it's a goal, but obviously it wasn't an amazing goal. But it was it was Bale's goal against Brighton, Brighton. where he come yeah. off the bench, and it's like I think back to the season, and I'm like, what moments as a fan am I like? I wish I was there for that. Obviously the Sun goal and beating Arsenal, but I think I'd pick that if I could have yeah. one minute, uh, one moment where like the South Stand was just packed. Bail off the bit. Can you imagine, imagine what it had been like? Like him warming up and you're like, this is it. This is the return of Bale. And then he gets the winner with about five minutes to go in front of the South Stand. Like that would have just been absolutely electric and amazing to have experienced. So I think for me that, and at that moment, that was when I genuinely was like, this is why we've brought Bale. Like he's going to make a difference this season. Like here we go type thing. Obviously it's not quite worked out, but that I'd say that for me was probably my my moment of the season. Yeah, mate. Um, I've got worst result. I've got worst moments as well. So we are definitely going to do them. But we, we have to. Them I mean, we have to. We have to. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's because they're they're quite funny as well, and they they always chuck up some uh, laughable moments. So what is your what's the worst result for you? It has to be the Europa League one, no? Oh, Zagreb, the three 0 when their manager's in prison, he's on the run at the moment. He's on the run. There's a warrant That's great. As long as they haven't got Eric Dyer or Matt Doherty trying to chase after him if he's on the run, because they won't catch him. That's actually quite <laughs> uh, Mate, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. So, Chris, let's get yours done. No, no, you go. You go, because I'll just right. add to it. Yeah. West Ham 3-3. Three, three. I've forgotten about that. The moment that that might be the pivotal moment where it all went wrong. Yeah. I've got Fulham one-one. That was a shocker. Not, oh, it was that was one nil up, and then it was we're going yeah. defensive against Fulham only to let them score. Yeah. Uh, losing to Brighton one nil was awful. Yeah. Um, Everton five-four in the FA Cup just was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, West Ham two-one was awful. Zagreb three-nil. It, it has to be Zagreb three-nil. That is one of the worst results I've ever seen Spurs get in my lifetime. That Zagreb, Zagreb. one. 
like that. I, I think that people forget how bad they are. And we were two nil up. Like we were just absolutely horrend- horrendous in that game. To be, to be fair, was it Colchester who knocked us out the cup last year, or one of the Yeah, cups? but that was one of them, wasn't it? It was nil nil, and you went. We went out on penalties. It was ninety minutes, and then penalties. It's like I'm not justifying that type of result, but like those type of games on those pitches, like teams can get eleven men behind the ball, make it very difficult. But to be two up going to Zagreb. <laughs> Like, if the Zagreb game was a one-off and you go out there and you get oh, one nil, then it's like, obviously, you're still yeah, yeah, human, yeah. but you're like, those kind of results happen. They played us off the park. Like, they were just, they were, if you would, if you'd have put somebody that's never watched football before and showed them yeah. that game, you would think that Spurs were the side that were absolutely nowhere and Zagreb were a, were a half-decent side. So that was just, that was horrendous that night. I, I think, I, I, it was bad, but I felt more sad at the other ones that ASD is talking about. Because I just think, you know, like in a weird cup game, kind of weird things happen. It's very kind of, it's a real Spurs thing. Like, you know, their manager's in prison and we still can't beat them. All of those yeah. things. Like, it's funny. It's, it's a little bit funny as well. But like 1-1 against Fulham throwing away the league. The 1-0 against Brighton. You know, 2-1 for West Ham. It's just that's the stuff that's really kind of eaten away at my soul this season. Do you know what I mean? So... Losing the North London derby was bad as well. Yeah, two, exactly. Because just, exactly. just the manner. And I think that all of those games we spoke about, they've all been exactly the same, haven't they? It's the manner that we've lost or dropped yeah. points in. It's yeah. just been the most like, oh, draining feeling. Yeah. <sighs> so I don't have, a, I don't have a, a specific one. I think the worst moment has been that feeling. That draining, that feeling you just mm. talked about, that's been the worst thing for me this season. And it's happened too many times. Yeah, it happens every Saturday. Doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. What other, what other worst, have you got like worst, that's the worst result. Have you got like worst goal? I haven't got worst goal. I'm, we can definitely think of them. Because the regular, the Reggie one. From against surely that is one of the most comical own goals. You've also got to say though, it was the thousandth own goal in the Premier League. You know, he did it with style. (laughs) I'll tell you the thing for me though was for the second goal, right? Forget forget the first one. Like like you say, it's a bit of a freak. It takes a slice, whatever. The second one, I'm minded. I think I mentioned this before of an interview I once read with Chris Perry about the best advice he's ever been given. And he said the best advice he'd ever been given is if in doubt, when in doubt, kick it out. And I just thought, Reggie, come on, man. Twice. Twice. He didn't just lamp it. He didn't just lump it out. He did what he did. And and they, they nicked that and they got that second goal. I always oh, love yeah. it when Chris Perry's name gets brought up on this podcast because it makes me think of two things. It makes me think of the story that Don told where he like cornered Chris Perry in a pub and like bought him drinks all night and just asked him loads of questions about Spurs when he was clearly just trying to have a quiet night. Um, <laughs> and Chris Perry's performance in Ledley King's testimonial game is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen because it's basically a load of old mates getting together and having a kickabout in front of a load yeah. of fans. Not for Chris Perry. He was there. If it moved, kick it. And like there were times where like they were playing against like the under 17s, weren't they? And he was like cleaning out 16 year old forwards in like. I just I loved the guy. He was so intense in that match, and it just it will always stick with me. I I love players who take that stuff seriously. Like Seedorf always takes it super seriously. 
Davids always takes it seriously, and I love that as well. Davids in the in the soccer aid, and he ended up like having a run in with like a pop star, didn't he? Yeah. And it was like it's amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. The first goal that Kate, that was in my head that when you were saying the worst goal was was it the Firmino header to lose two one to oh, Liverpool in the last yeah. minute because it was just it broke your heart didn't it because we didn't really deserve to win anyway or even to draw but it was just a bit it sort of broke your resistance. It's that feeling again. With that goal, ASD, I don't know if you saw it at the time, Tim Sherwood was doing the punditry on BT Sport for it, and it went out for a corner, and he says, Tottenham won't mind too much about that, they've got a much bigger <laughs> side, they've defended set pieces all day, bang, 2-1 Liverpool, <laughs> it's like, tactics Tim, there he is. Oh, but like, yeah, because like the Lanzini goal was a worldie, you know, for the 3-3, three, yeah. three, and you just yeah, go, yeah. and like, t- Fair play to West Ham getting sick. Like you've got to congratulate them. They've played really well. They've got a bunch of good players. I think everything you know having it. I just I'm not congratulating whatever. them. All right, they finished six. I'm not congratulating them for I'm with it. Chris on that one. I'm with it. They've I can say well. they've done well, but that won't be saying well done. No. <laughs> uh, I you know I've I just credit where it's due. I like to be balanced. Um, so I, I'm going for me now because it sort of broke my heart a little bit that it was just it, it really cut deep because it wasn't like the one that the most important one you know like in the in the League Cup final you know that we could have won a, it, it was just it just it just broke you a little bit it was awful well, I felt like that with the Laporte Cup final goal I'm not going to lie because it's like I genuinely thought going into the last 10 minutes we could nick this game here we don't yeah. deserve it we could nick this game and it's like whenever you can see the as a fan, when you watch it and it's like a set play, you're just always like, oh, like it's so avoidable. Like that, yeah. and it's like you know, I'm pretty much agreeing with what you've just said there, Esther. Like Lanzini, top corner, thirty, like fair, like hold your out, you can't do a lot. But like, I look at that and I'm like, if I'd have been playing, that Laporte goal wouldn't have happened. If I'd have been marking Laporte, that goal would not have happened because you, yeah, as a yeah. fan, you would have challenged it. And it's like no one went with the run. Like really simple, like. Saturday league stuff that you'd get annoyed about. It's like that's why football's so frustrating as a supporter because you're like, do the basics. If you get out skilled, out class, like you can sort of be yeah. like fair enough. So I think the Laporte one for me was was probably oh, the yeah. worst goal. And the Antonio one when we lost yeah. away and Antonio scored after about three four minutes and it was just yeah. it was soft. It was yeah. just like he didn't really do anything. He just sort of like ran through our whole back four and it was like. Got a rebound. Like, it was just like, oh, like one of them goals that he just looks typical. But my my nomination for funniest moment of the season though was the Laporte disallowed goal versus City when they thought, right, we're back into it. We're just going to smash them. Do you remember? They went one nil up with a a um. They they went well, they came back to one one. Laporte scored. Oh in yeah, the box, yeah, yeah. And it was offside or a handball. Yeah. Uh, that was that's my funniest moment. But the we we sort of haven't done worst moment. The worst moment there's been. I mean, the whole season has been bad, right? It was just every any time Mourinho opened his mouth was awful. Yeah. But for me, the Villa game last week, where on the same day they the the message from the chairman came out about how they've lost their way, we want to get back to Spurs, Spurs DNA, play with the yeah. youth, blah da da da, like PR PR PR. Then they make you get to the ground half past four for a six o'clock kickoff on a working day. They charge the most money in the Premier League, 60 quid in a year where loads of people have been made redundant or been laid off, got no money. And then they make you 
sit in the top tier so that they've got the sponsorship all over the bottom tier where the cameras are and they run out of pies when they said they give you free pies that that is the epitome of the way that we've been treated and for me that's the worst moment i hate criticizing my own club but you know it that is the worst thing that the club has done to fans well i was going to say a long time since the esl so that was you know that was awful i think that's disgusting behavior because it's so transparent if the club can say what they want but how you behave is, is the most transparent thing, and that was awful. The, awful, Super, awful, League, awful. the Super League for me was the um, was the worst moment, just because that just felt like not only have we lost Spurs, but like you could you were going to lose football. But, like but, that that was horrendous. And I remember the podcast we did like the day after, and we were all like, like if this happens, like this is like the beginning of the like that was a horrible, horrible couple of days that was. But from a Spurs and Arsenal perspective. We had to be in it. I, it probably wasn't our idea. Oh uh, yeah, right? I, I agree. It's like there's two parts to it, isn't it? It's like, do you agree with it? It's like no, but then it's like if it's happening, you'd rather be in it than not be in it. But you don't want to be in it, but you can't miss out on it. And that's sort of like the reason why so many sides went in for it. It, it. it reminds me of you know, a bit like if imagine we didn't go and we said, oh, we 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 didn't want to be part of it. And then like, it reminds me of that um, Chris Rock joke when he was saying about how. You know, I mean, the, the joke's on YouTube, but he's talking about when Jade Pinkett Smith um, said she wasn't going to go to the Oscars and people were like, you know, you weren't in for anything anyway. We didn't deserve to be in it. So actually, for Spurs, that might be a good moment for us. The fact didn't that even, we didn't got even in want it, Didn't even want it to be in the top 100. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the ESL was an awful thing for football. For mm. Spurs, Levy gets a pay rise. You know, that's what's going to happen because yeah. he, he got us in it. Yeah. Any other else. any other moments that particularly stand out as tough? To like, I, I I think as well, and this might be a little bit of a left field one. Like I feel like when collectively as a fan base, we'd all sort of gone Jose out. That was us sort of being like what should have been a really big appointment. Love him or hate him, like it was a big appointment when we got him, and it was sort of like that moment when we said, actually, we're all done with this. Like yeah. that's it. Like it hasn't worked. Like it's been an absolute shambles of an eighteen months. Like that for me was like that was a bad moment because genuinely, like, I don't know if I was naive when I went into the Mourinho reign, but like I did think that it was going to be a period of success trophy wise. I knew it would end in tears, but I remember mm-hmm. the first podcast that we did when we appointed him. I was like, if this is a typical Mourinho spell, I'm happy with that because it'd be success and then it will end terribly. And it's like it ended terribly. We didn't have the success part. So it's like, I think for me, like when in my head, I was like, that's it. Like that's done. Like that was quite a bad moment because you just, you, you don't want to be going through all these periods of transition all the time as a side, like you want stability. And it's, it's proven that whenever you've got that, you're more likely to do a lot better. So it's like, it does feel like we're sort of back to square one again, but what can you do? We are, but you know, hopefully they'll make the right decisions. And I think one of the in there, there's there's a there's a woman in the in the proud Lily White's WhatsApp, and we we tease her all the time because she just goes on and on about Lewis Campos, mm-hmm. and says that if we get the recruitment right, we just need Lewis Campos, and like you know, produces lists of players that he's unearthed for Leon and who he's sold on and all the rest of it, and that actually the recruitment's the thing. So I guess we'll see. One thing I just I've. Uh, ASD said earlier that of the one of the worst games was the Everton game, and I know we lost five four, but for me that was one of the I I enjoyed that game more than many of the. It was in the middle of that terrible spell, yeah. of like 
losing at the last minute or drawing against Fulham at the last minute. And so even though we lost 5-4, it was like at least we went out and had a little had a little bit of a go. Yeah. And I, I quite like I quite like that to be fair. That was a uh, Davinson Sanchez brace as well, wasn't it? Which yeah, is just exactly. Like, like, whenever we have podcasts in the future where we're like, "What's the strangest thing you've seen at a football game?" That now has to be in there. I yeah. saw Davinson Sanchez score two. That exactly. is very weird. Oh, the weirdest thing. I've, sorry, go on. Go on. No, go on. Oh, the weirdest thing I've ever seen at Spurs is Brad Friedel taking a throw in. That was I, I'll always come back to that. <laughs> yeah. We were playing Villa. We were just on them so much that it went out. And the, the, the funny, it isn't just that it was a keeper, it was that Brad Friedel, because how long did it take him to get over there to take the phone yeah. and get back? Like, it was amazing. And the, yeah. other, the thing I was going to say was to switch to, like, kind of nice moments of the season. And one of my favourite moments of the season is was during a Spurs game, but it wasn't even necessarily Spurs-related. It was all those people at Marine sitting in their back gardens, yeah. watching football, like watching the game in this season yes i just checked yes like that feels, like yeah. it's not that's not even that long ago yeah didn't we finish I, the game sorry i love that i love that so much like they were just there and i know a few people i know a couple of people that live around the corner from there and the whole town was having an absolute blast had an absolute blast for those few days before that and you know and to sit there and you know, like be video, be filming bits of it and putting up a little sign in your garden. Brilliant. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I loved as well that they had the house numbers on the back of the garden gate. Yep. The ball goes over and we know what house we've got to knock on. <laughs> well, and there was all those reports, wasn't there, about how we donated to local charities and stuff. And that, that was just... Yeah, from a fan a... perspective, we they sold... They, they raised 120 grand for Marine in the Community yeah. or something. Of Amazing. like people like donating tickets and then they had kind of uh, some kind of drawers for things and they sold scarves and all sorts of things. That's terrific, terrific. It did the same with um, the uh, with Leighton Orient, didn't we? When they couldn't mm. make their game, just went yeah. and spent like over a hundred grand in the club shop. Got to respect that. Yeah, yeah there's been lots of nice moments. Um, it's funny how they're not football related. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true. but stuff like that though like marine game like, that's what football's about isn't it like that's what that is when you watch it and you're like actually i'm quite proud of my side for doing stuff like this yeah yeah Wait, um, it's exactly the sort of thing that's antithetical the the esl is antithetical to that yeah and i think that's the thing like at its core <laughs> that's the esl is not interested in any of that yeah um so but what i think what's good is the this this fan-led review that the government are doing they've announced who's on who's listening to the evidence they're start it's all starting off and i think there's some really interesting things that are going to come up there so hopefully we can safeguard the game for the future yeah well something's mm. got to be brought in now hasn't it with all of this it's sort of like because i i, mean, I watched the kane interview of gary neville i don't know if you've sat i've not watched it no i don't excellent it's really honestly it's excellent yeah. it's oh. like it's a, it's about an hour um they, and they talk about loads of stuff. It's really, really good. Um, and one of the like, Super League does come up and Kane sort of says, like, as like no one had any idea about it. Like the players found out at the same time the supporters did. And he was sort of like, you know, there does need to be something done because I'm sure at some point there'll be like a second wave of it where they try and do something else. And it's like it just can't happen. Um, so, yeah, something does need to need to be done. But you have to watch that interview. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah okay. it's so good. He talks about everything like his loan spell was what it was like breaking through at Spurs like 
what he wants to go on to achieve. Like the guy's mentality is incredible. He's saying that he wants to be scoring like 50, 60 goals a season, every season. He's like, I want to be as good as Messi and Ronaldo. He was like, and that's the pressure I put on myself, which is why that when there's pundits talking or like, you know, I don't have a good game. He's like, it doesn't affect me because nothing, no, no one's putting more pressure on me than he, like he is. It's yeah. honestly, it was so, so good. Um, he does say in it that he's never said that he wants to leave Spurs, but on the flip side, he's never said that he wants to stay, stay his whole career. So like there wasn't anything definitive, but it was just all basically that he wants, the, the, the thing I took away from it was he wants to be the best player in the world and he wants to win trophies. Like that is ultimately what he wants. Um, He's had the opportunity to win trophies at Spurs, which might keep him potentially for another year. But it, we've spoke about this so many times. But what's the interview? Honestly, it's really, it's really, really good, and it gives you such an insight into like him as well, like what drives him and all of that stuff. Like he's not going to play abroad, like Madrid, Barca. He's got no interest in any of that. It's like it's the Premier League. That's where it's at. Yeah. I, I, it, it was almost a coming. I, I interpreted it as a come and get me. Like he's even dropping. You know, there's not many. More times I'm going to be worth 100 million, and then Neville says uh, 200 million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, 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 you can, and then there's all those reports that um, Spurs sort of signed off some of the content, but they didn't know everything he was going to talk about, and they are fuming about what he said. But well, I, there was one it, bit where Neville says to him, "If you could play with one other player in the Premier League, like who would it be?" And he straight away was like De Bruyne. So it's like, of course. <laughs> He, he, he could get 100 goals in a season. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, what's also special about him is he is talented, but he's not... It's not like... He's not the player that when you... I suppose when you looked at the youth team, when you looked when he was 12, when you looked when he was 16, that he was the one that you picked out to say he's going to be a future England captain and going to break goal-scoring records. You know, it's Vart, all, wasn't it? It's all down to graph which yeah. I think is incredible. And I yeah. think it's so important that you can also work at it. And I completely agree with you. And I'm almost certain it was Rafa van der Vaart did an interview and said, I was there in the Spurs first team when Harry Kane come and did his first training session. And they were all like, this kid's not got it. They were like, no chance. Like, he, he can't control it. He's not got pace. Like, he's not smart enough. They were just like, no, nah, he's not good enough. And it's like, he must be like the mental resilience that he must have, like from those loan spells. And he spoke a little bit about the loan spell that he had at Leicester when um, he went to Norwich on loan, who were in the Premier League, got injured, wasn't playing, went back to Spurs. Then Spurs loaned him to Leicester in the championship. And he said he couldn't get a game. Yeah. And he said at that point, he was like, if I can't get a game for a team that are eighth, ninth in the championship, how am I going to play in the Premier League for Spurs? And he was, and this, he talks about this in the interview and he was saying that, that was like a real crossroads like do I carry on like can I like it's so so interesting it's like that's where the loan system is incredible and it's like you go get games get experience like toughen up all of that and it's like, without yeah. all of that he wouldn't be the player he is now yeah yeah slight side note but I'm not sure you see if you saw what QPR did with Kian um, Prince Hi, I'm Prince uh, yeah yeah Kian Prince so because you were talking about prestigious talents and things and it just got me thinking so if you did Kyan Prince, so I've only ever read his name, so I forgive the mispronunciation, but he was stabbed to death in 2006, he was 15, but he was meant to be one of the top talents at the time, like Sterling's generation, or slightly older than Sterling's generation. He was stopping a kid getting bullied and got stabbed in the heart with a penknife. And on the 15th anniversary of his um, death, 
QPR, FIFA, FIFA, he's in there. He's going to be a talent in FIFA uh, in FIFA 21. I think he's also like one of the top training cards and things. And that that's to raise awareness of knife crime. And I thought that was just a stunning thing to do. And again, that's that's the good that this, the power of football can do. Uh, so uh, it's great to see that done. Yeah, uh, you know, because the QPR fans, they've, the the stadium's called the Pyan Prince Stadium, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, his dad, you know, his his dad runs a foundation in his name as well to do to do that stuff. So I've heard him speak a couple of times. It's really makes me feel a bit emotional thinking about it. Like because you know, and you're you're yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Can we um, a little bit. I've just seen a tweet from Charlie Parrish, which I think basically sums up what we've been saying. So I'm just going to quickly read it. Oh. This season feels like it began around four years ago. <laughs> and took in the rise and fall of Mourinho the return and sort of waste of a prodigal son some world-class goals and dreadful football Ryan Mason being our manager a cup final and the Kane saga we're all so knackered I know it's bound to be an overwrought summer but I do feel like things will be fine again in fact they'll be good there were nine months between Bell leaving for Madrid and Poch arriving football is all just cycles and can both become crap and get good again very quickly we're told the club is finished by reporters needing clicks, pundits required to deal in hyperbole and the white noise of social media banter. But as ever, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Enoch have much work to do to put things right, but I reckon it's very doable. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and, that, and, and Sissoko scored. <laughs> did head to one of It was in the league, wasn't it? Did you, did you just say there was nine months in between Bale leaving and Potts joining? Jeez, Louise. Apparently, that... I know. Yeah, think about it like that. I've not thought that. Yeah. I've lost all, all concept of time, even is now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just don't like all of it. Just seems so strange. It's like I can't quite. That doesn't feel real. The fact I can't. I'm still trying to grasp that we played Marine this season. Like that. That to it's, me. Feels... I'm not wrong, am I? I'm gonna have to check. No, 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 no Vinicius. Yeah, yeah, Vinicius scored, right. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Vinicius he, scored. So he was he did still celebration. Yeah. And he got loads oh. of stick, didn't he? Because he was yeah. celebrating, scoring against, attacking yeah, against. 20, it was even this. It was this calendar year as well, not just this yeah, season. Yeah. It was the tenth of January. Well, we haven't mentioned Gedson Fernandez leaving as well. Oh. That was what? What a waste that was. Vinicius, I thought he did. I think he got ten goals for us. I think he did, did he a job. Did all right. He did, honestly, I thought Vinicius did all right. Um, we're never going to pay the thirty-five million pound clause. Like you just know, there's no way. But like, I felt a bit sorry for him because he he'd been doing all right and Kane was injured, wasn't he? And then he he didn't Mourinho didn't play him and he played was it Lucas up front and you're a little yeah. bit like we've got a backup striker for when Kane's out. Like yeah, yeah. put him in and he's I, like his head must have gone at that point. He must have just felt oh, I'm I'm done. If they know the price, I, I'd see us taking him. Um, the the two. Sorry, I've got a cough. The other two awards we had were kit of the shirt of the season. The only reason I said that, I thought the home kit was awful this season. I thought it was really a pretty bad one. Um, you know, I usually grow to like them. The, the that one we had in the the last year of White Hart Lane, like the blue across the shoulders, yeah. I really didn't like that at the beginning. It's one of my favourite ever kits now. But the home kit was bad. I thought the yellow, the gradiated yellow and orange one, I love that. Like the Solero kit. One. I, I don't honestly, I don't get too many of the kits and um my brother Sam got it for me for Christmas. Um I that kit stunning. I feel we've had some decent kits the last few years. That yellow one and then last blue year one. it was like the, the blue one with the collar. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I got but that. the green one was quite decent as well, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, I, I like the okay. green one. 
have you seen the sort of potential leaks of the like the purple one with like all the kind of like the proper like 80s style yeah. throwback have you seen that one yeah. yeah well there's so many of them going around it's like i i feel like we all want for the home kit we want a simplicity for the yeah. home strip but it's like we're not going to get it there's going to be something on it i don't think the months. home one was i did like the home one this season mm. and nothing i don't think it was yeah but no, that yellow one, that yellow one is one of my favourite. I think the yellow, I think the yellow probably edges it over the green. And I really liked the kit we had a few years ago. I think it might have been the year that Chelsea won the league since it was Under Armour, blue, and it almost had like black stripy bits like where your abs are. Do you remember yeah. the kit? I did, I, I just, the image I've got is Kane scoring that 20-yard curler away at Stoke. And Delhi. That, that was a year where Delhi was brilliant. Like it was that Under Armour kit. I really liked that one as well. But I don't think we've done too bad for kits. Like compared to what some sides turn out in, I think we're we're relatively all right. So look, hopefully there's some decent ones next year. Well, the what they, they've leaked because we were meant to play it today, the the home kit, weren't we? But they yeah. they delayed it. And the, I mean, all, all the promos got Kane in. That's probably well, exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, and then manager of the season. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going Mason. Ledley King. It probably has to be Mason. Like Mourinho did a Mason. shambolic job. Mason's come in and, you know, he's done, you know, he, he had three hits, didn't he? He had seven free hits for the rest of the season. It's like he's done, he's done pretty much probably what we expected anyone to have done, you know, that would have gone in and picked that shambles up. Like it's just sort of where I thought we'd end up. Well, I mean, I was watching today and at one, you know, it was one nil, one one, two one two, two, you know, and the commentators are all like, oh, you know, well, the tactician of Rogers, the experienced tactician now is going to show what he's got. And there's always unfortunate that Mason is so inexperienced and all that. They basically wrote us off. Maybe it was even at two one. They wrote us off. And actually, Mason did, you know, he did he did what was asked of him. So I do think I as think, well, a lot of the credit, like having Chris Powell alongside him just must be an absolute dream you know and I'd love to know what Mason wants to do like would he want the job like I'd love to know that but like for him like it must be brilliant having the experience and the knowledge of Chris Power just knows the game he's managed like something like 200 250 like games in English football isn't he like in the lower leagues like he's been around like so it must be great to have him there there's a bit of me that leaves a little bit and I think you mentioned this Chris there's a little bit of a sour taste in my mind mouth that he didn't get the job in that case. Yeah. Like, why was yeah. it Mason? Like, obviously, yeah. there's racial undertones there. There's, there's obviously club hero stuff for Mason. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say club hero. You know, what did he do for us? He scored a couple of great goals for us, but that was a bit weird. Uh, on the shirt thing, there was also that weird, the, that Air Max shirt. Do you remember that? That came out, the grey one? So it, it's oh, a Nike yeah. one. With gradiated grey, so light grey yeah, yeah. down to dark grey, with Air Max as the logo instead of AIA. Do you remember that? Oh, I've got no yeah, memory. They were like training tops, weren't they? Those rather than sh- uh, than actual shirts. No. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's on the screen now. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. That is, I've, that honestly, that's the first time I've ever seen that kit. Uh, ugly as it. Well, it's if you bought Air Max like in the nineties, this is the sort of colour you had, like the fluorescent yellow with the grey. And they, those trainers are okay. This. This because it's seventy quid felt like they're just rinsing us. Seventy pounds. Yeah. That's horrendous, isn't it? But I mean what what uh is there anything else you want to discuss actually? Any other awards or anything you want to do about the season? No, just just 
I just how do you feel about the season out of ten, like as a Spurs fan? Honestly, it, this this is pro, well, this is a hundred percent the the most detached, the least I care about Spurs, and I think that pretty much everybody shares that view at the moment. I don't want to speak for him, but like most people are a little bit like it doesn't really feel like my club. Like if we win, I'm not that I'm new, I'm quite neutral all the time. If I'm totally honest, it's sort of like if we lose within five minutes, the game's off and I'm like, I'm over it. And then if we win, I'm like, I'm just not as elated. And it's like, not that Spurs used to control my mood all week, but like it would have an impact that day on, on how, how I was feeling. It's like, I don't feel like that whatsoever. And it's like, we've had seasons that, you know, have been worse than this. Um, but it doesn't necessarily feel that way. So, I mean, I'd probably put it about a two or a three at the moment. If I'm completely honest, it's sort of like I'm just it almost feels like a point where I've got beyond feeling down. Like It's just like this. You're just emotionless. Like it's just like it's quite robotic and almost a bit broken. As bad as that sounds, it's like obviously that, you know, when the first game of next season comes back that, you know, I'll be so up for it and it'll be brilliant. But like. I'd honestly, I'd probably put the season itself with the expectation that I had as well going into it at probably a two or a three. Yeah, I mean, I was going, for, I was thinking two, and you and you I only get the give the two points because of what it's been like with Harry Kane, mm. <laughs> like how incredible the season's been for him. Because and I, and I completely agree with you, Jack, about sort of the detached nature of it, and I think a lot of it is down to the, the lock down to lockdown. I was I absolutely hated the booing today I hated it and 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 I think that it's not just down to football I think people are really it's almost like we've forgotten how to be human in in public or how to be how to kind of relate to one another it's like you don't just boo the opposition when you're watching when you go when you go to a football match that's not normal in the Premier League is it to just boo the opposition, just the whole time to boo the opposition when they're in the when they're in your heart when they're in your in the table. I just think it's been horrible. So yeah, I think a two, and that's just for that's just for Kane. We haven't mm. even talked about Delhi. He's just tweeted a little I'm statement. He's I'm just a little statement. It says it goes without saying this season has been the most difficult in my career so far. There have been some incredibly low moments and tough challenges I've had to face, but I'm grateful to always have the opportunity to do what I love. This season has taught me I can't take anything for granted and I'm more determined than ever to come back fitter and stronger. Thanks to the fans for the great support as always and I look forward to seeing you all back in the stadiums next season. Wow. It's interesting that I've seen that. I don't know if that's a good buy or not. Mm. I don't feel... Well, I'm seeing it because Tottenham have retweeted it. Yeah. Which I find very interesting. It doesn't feel like a good buy, that. No, 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 I suppose it doesn't, but it's it's a dig at Mourinho, and that might be why Tottenham are happy to to amplify it. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. The Europa Conference League League have tweeted, come and have a seat, lads, at Spurs official. (laughs) I mean... Which doesn't fill me with great joy. The club surely... Sorry, no, that's just the bloke, sorry. He's called himself Europa Conference League. (laughs) at, At Mr Stephen Howson. Let's not give him publicity. Sorry, He's done I... a life, you loser. <laughs> yeah, quite right. Um, what about you, Asti? What? How, how would you score the season? Like, sum it up for me how you feel about everything at the minute. So I, as probably as a very typical male, think that 
it doesn't impact me emotionally. And then actually it really does. You know, men tend to think that they make decisions without emotion, that they're very rational. Actually, they're probably more emotional than women. I mean, I mean, there, there's evidence to suggest that. Well, there's evidence to show that that's true. I, I'm the same, I suppose. I, I like with Villa, I thought, oh, you know, I'm fine. I didn't watch it. I'm OK with it. And then I was in a really pissy mood the rest of the day. And it's because of Spurs. And this, I... I've cancelled my membership. I shouldn't say it on it. Like I've cancelled my membership. I can't buy tickets as easy. I just I, they they were just about to take this money out of my. I got nothing for my money last season. Literally nothing. I'm just a member. I I paid I guess for my place on the season ticket waiting list. I just I don't want to go to that to put money into Levy's pocket right now. I just it doesn't feel like something I want to give my very hard earned money towards. And there's something a little bit broken in the relationship. I don't know what it's there's a distance now maybe it's because we're legacy fans and they they want the foreign money I don't know but I feel like I, I hate need the term me. legacy fans honestly yeah. no I know that's why I use it and I feel like it's it for me Spurs was all about feelings it was that's all it was for me it was it was pure emotion it was and it was the ability to feel it was the ability to put myself out there to be able to be her but be able to be elated to feel part of a group and all of that is gone, mm. pretty much. I love speaking to you two. I love speaking to some of my friends about it. But there's just a, a common decency from Spurs that is missing. A, a, a sense of respect towards the fans that have put them where they are. And for that, and there's multiple things. There's no money in refreshing the the uh, team. There's going out and getting the enemy, because that's what he was. It's getting rid of him without a plan. It's a stadium where we are kept at arm's length. It's a stupid director's note and then keeping us in the top tier and running out of pies and charging us the most money. It's just rinsing us for money at every stage. And it just feels like they they don't want me. And for that, then it just becomes a group of players on a pitch Mm. in a shirt I used to know. And that that hurts. It really hurts. It's like the beginning of a song, that. Well, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm very that lyrical. really saddens me, ASD, and I hope that like something can kind of shift around from that. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I hear you, because it's one of the things that let's like lots of people have been talking about is that there's never been more of a, you know, certainly in recent history, there's never been more of a separation between the club and its fans. Yeah. It's like we feel poles apart in a way that we haven't for a while. But really? yeah. Well, you look at American sports, right? And because they're the they're the king of monetization and sponsorship, and there's no connection between. I mean, obviously they come from colleges and there's that sort of stuff, but they've got very few games. They're kept at arm's length. Not all the fans can go to games. You know, all of that stuff, and that's the way it's going, and that's fine. Like, and it, it depends what you want from football now. If you want that connection that you used to have, you're not going to get it at mm. one of the major teams in the in the English Premier League, it, and that's fine. You know, I can go Stevenage for that. It, it will be awful, but that's that's the price you pay for that connection. And um, I, where I was going to go with this is there's still something that I love there deeply. There's still a passion. There is still there there is at least an acknowledgement of our DNA of playing the youth, playing with vitality, of playing attacking football. And it feels like there's a few seedlings of that to come through. I'm I've never been Enoch out, Levy out. I, I've never been that because I think the alternative is worse as well. And I think if you see where they've taken us, I think they've done an incredible job. 
Uh, we always say, it, look, look at our trajectory since when they took over. It's just gone up and up and up and up. We're, now we're comparing ourselves to City and Chelsea, where they're just putting pumping money, and we can't afford it. And that that's that's okay. And so there's a there's a beautiful thing. And I think next year when we've got a really simple, clean new home kit. I think Kane will be gone, but I think that'll lead part of just the, the cleaning out. We'll have a brand new team. We'll be energy and there'll be a togetherness from the fans. And I think that's what I've got to look forward to. So I think, you know, if you want the rainbow, you've got to put it up with the rain. <laughs> and, and that I just, I feel it, this season's definitely a two. It's a one or a two. There's been some bright spots. And let's not forget we were top of the league in, in December. And I thought we were going to win it. I thought we couldn't be beaten in November. And then it, it just is taking a real downhill. Like if you, I think if you look up and look at the Scum's record since January, they'd be second or something crazy. Like it's concrete, and it, we just seem to have gone in opposite directions. So um, maybe a three for the first half of the season or some of the early results. But there's something there that we love, and it'll always be there. But, but I think that that's the thing that I think as a club we can't lose, and it's sort of like I feel like we'll all deal with transitions or like periods where we're not as strong but like we can't lose that foundations of who we are which is why this next managerial appointment I'm going to go as far as to say is the biggest ever in the club's history because if we if we don't try and grasp that and have a philosophy and a culture and all that within a side again it's like I feel like fans like UASD who like proper fans it's like if the club loses though the type of people like you the club is in trouble like it really, really is. So it's like this next appointment yeah, has I, to be so, so good. I think the results, obviously, and what we achieve is massive. But like we have to get that feeling back. It's like if we don't have that, like it's just not going to be the same for the proper supporters anymore. Yeah. I oh god, I had something to say. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to next season. I'm looking forward to what whatever we're going to see whoever we're going to see just just change a bit of change now yeah. and I, I fully also recognize that we're in covid we're in this weird stage now where we're coming out of it but we're still under some sort of lockdown and it's all a bit weird and tensions are running high because some people are wearing masks some people aren't wearing masks and makes you judge people and all this sort of stuff so yeah. i recognize that we're in a bit of a low point and it's emotional and it's draining but Oh, look at, oh, that was what I was going to say. Bale, we have to get Bale next year. Surely he wants to come to Spurs. I've, I read from Fabrizio Romano that they're going to wait until the Real Madrid and uh, Spurs manager situation has been resolved. Then they're going to sit down and discuss. But surely he must want to stay because he wants to retire after this year, after next year. Yeah. I guess I've, it's about his wages, though, isn't it? How much money does a man need? Like, I, yes, of course. And like, he always went to China, didn't he, to, to earn money? In, uh, yeah. Um, I think how much you need. It's like you're amassing 300 grand a week. It's like, and you've done that for five, six years. Like, yeah. Okay, it's what so if it's 100 fun. grand again? Yeah. I think we've paid that. I'm really on the fence about my opinion changes on whether or not we keep him every single day. And it's like, the problem is if we don't, if we can get him on loan again next season, then I'm like, it's worth doing it, definitely. If we don't keep him in any capacity, the problem you've then got is you've got to go out to the transfer market and spend 30, 40 million quid on a player. Like, to, and you're not going to necessarily know what you're going to get. 
And it's like, you know, if you didn't keep Bale, you'd end up the like. I feel like Wilfred Zaha would be somebody that would be on the list. Do you know what I mean? That, but how much money is that going to cost you? And it's like you don't quite know if that's going to work or not. So it's really difficult. I think if it's a loan, do it. If not, I'm not entirely sure because you can't you can't be giving him long term deal like that. Just can't be happening because of his age and his motivation and all of that. He's a one year. He's getting for next year. Yeah. If it's getting for next year on loan, no no ties, nothing like that, then uh, it's worth doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly just off of the stats that Chris gave us earlier, because it's like right. you just can't, like you said, you can't argue with that. Yeah. Can I say, James Ward-Prowse, I think, he, well, I think he just played the full 90, which I think he means he's played every single minute of the last two seasons. Wow. Um, and that he's the first midfielder to ever do that. Let's go get him. I don't know why, he's only he, 26. He, he is the absolute best dead ball right. delivery yeah. in, in, the, in in Europe. Like yeah. it, honestly, it's like corners, any kind of set play, free kicks, pens. He is lethal. Are you serious? He's only twenty six. Twenty six. I thought he's a bit older, but he's only twenty six. I feel like because I feel like he's been like a stalwart in like your fancy Premier League team for for years. First of November nineteen ninety four. Twenty six years old. Okay. He's one point seven three meters tall. <laughs> his, his mum and dad are called uh, Jackie and John. <laughs> you just love him because he's another double barrel. That's that's what the real. I, that's I the don't real mind my double. Calvert Lewin, Wolf Grouse. <laughs> there you go. Come up with a double barrel team for us for next season. That'd be good. That's a challenge for you. What's Tottenham Hotspur, mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean yeah. a first so, eleven? Names, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you want to add it's just like i've i've loved the podcast again this season and i think like without doing this every week like it there there would have been periods of season that would have been really really tough to kept kept going and it's like to have this to look forward to every week has been honestly it's been absolute rock for me like i said for football reasons for personal reasons like it's just something that really keeps me going when times are difficult so it's a thank you really to both of you for you know, this season is a thank you to everybody that listens, tweets us, leaves us reviews on iTunes that really makes us laugh when they say stuff like, I disagree with everything on this podcast, but it's still worth a listen. <laughs> stuff like that, honestly, it really, really does um, make my days, weeks and months. So, like, I, yeah, it was just it was a thank you, really, from me to, to you two and everyone else. Well, I mean, you, you've sort of slightly taken the words out of my mouth because obviously mine, I was a sort of mid-season transfer, joined in the middle of this season. And actually, I, I it's with the benefit of hindsight, I realised that because I just messaged ASD and said, what do you reckon? And I realised with the benefit of hindsight that what I was doing exactly what you've just described there, Jack, was just try to make this season a bit more bearable. Mm. And it really has been a real delight. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, we love um, having you, Chris. Don't, we? <laughs> don't have to thank us. And uh, and yeah, it's, it's it has made a difference to the season. So actually, in terms of high points, this is probably one of them actually. So I'd like to add that to the slate. Yeah, yeah. Same as all, all what you just said. And thanks to our listeners as well. I'm doing. Of course. I haven't got much more to add. Um, I, it's been great. Hopefully, we'll be back for the Euros. Yeah, we'll, do we'll definitely Euros do a first. couple of Euro ones. Yeah. Funnily enough, we were talking today at the Proud Lily Whites whether whether we're going to do meetups around the Euros, and we were like, we've got quite an international member base, so we decided that we were going to meet, do meetups around the Wales games because that's where you had the most Spurs players. Great, that's great. great. So if you want to join ASD, I'll send you a link if you fancy a little chat about. 
I'd love to. Uh, before the game? I, everyone I've met from the Proud Lady Whites, I've loved. Every single one. Mm. I'd love to. Great. I'm, ne- I'm, I'm never sure how much to, you know, because it, it's obviously not a space, not for me, but, you know, not designed. It, I don't know how to phrase it. It's not my... <sighs> No, I, I, I hear you, you and because I mean. it's all about it's all about bringing LGBTQ plus people together to feel that they're That's in a safe it. space for our football and all the rest of it. But occasionally, someone brings a pal or someone who's like a great ally who they know will is kind of a, you know will be like great in that space. And so I've, I've I haven't got any doubts about you, so you'll be right. Uh, there's a bit <laughs> of me that very arrogantly hopes that I'm the only non-LGBTQ uh, plus person that's got. Spurs Lily, uh, Lily White's uh, proud Lily White's badge, and don't tell me if I'm or not. Don't do that face because I, I want. To anyway, what a season! And we'll be back for the Euros. And thank you everybody that's listened and channeled your support um, Mate, throughout the season. I'm, I'm missing it now. I want there to be a game next week. I want to pause. <laughs> I want to. I want to let's, let's find. Let's find a game somewhere and review that next week and come back. All right. What about mega quiz next week? I'll write a mega quiz. We'll get. Oh, right, that's a long. great idea. That's a great idea. We'll do a mega quiz next week. Um, no pressure, eh, Chris? I'm trembling already. Um, but thanks everybody. Is for that the bank? Is that bank holiday Monday though? We'll record it and uh, we'll we'll record yeah. it. We'll we figure it out rates. anyway. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. So until then, remember whatever happens, the future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net and those seconds that last. Forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.